What's going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week so far. This week is a little different. Um, I have been in the getting into the NFT world for the last maybe six to eight months. I keep it very DL. I don't really talk about it too much because um, I know there's... I just like to keep it by myself, really. Um, however, I bought an NFT from 456 Collectors Club, um, which is created by an artist called Zevi G. He's doing some really interesting things where he's making NFTs that then turns into redeemable physical artwork. So you buy the NFT and then you get physical art with that NFT. Um, really interesting and I really like the concept. So I thought I'd get him on the podcast. Um, I'd never spoke to him before. Uh, but it was a really, really great conversation. He's he's had a, a very um, interesting life in art, and I love what he does. So without further ado, Zevi G. Zevi G, what's cooking? What's up, Will? Thank you for having me on today. Dude, thank you for coming on, man. Um, this is a, a special treat for me because usually this podcast... Not not always, but this podcast is usually music based um, because I'm a producer DJ um, and most of my mates are in the music world. Um, however, I occasionally get the, the joys of speaking to people in other creative fields and having you on today is amazing. So I got put on to you by a friend of mine called Marcel Katz. Yes. Um, yes. Who is uh what does he do? Is he an art manager? Fine art. So he's a he's an art dealer, art yeah. manager, art curator. So I think he's uh he's got a long list of what he does, yeah. but he, he's most known as an art dealer. Yeah, and he put me onto your NFT project. Um so I kind of want to go into who you are. And then let's get into the art and then let's get into the NFT world. All right, let's go. And I uh, just want to give you a shout out for uh, joining the community uh, early on. I definitely appreciate that. And, uh, uh, shout, out, shout out to Marcel for making that connection. Yeah, I, I keep my, I, I'm in the NFT world. Like I keep my nose to it and I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm, I know loads about it, um, but. I buy art that I actually really like. Um, I'm kind of not, I'm not like in it just to make a bunch of money, which uh, there's, there's parts of that. But then the other side of it for me is like, I like to buy art that I would usually, that I really like. And I, this whole NFT kind of space for me is like a new way to actually buy art that's interesting. Um yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, I myself, I create art, but I love art so much. I collect it as well when mm. I can. And uh, yeah, it, it brings a whole new uh, aspect to collecting. Yeah. And it, take, it takes away the logistics. As we dive into, uh, you, know, you know, me, we'll, we'll talk more about, uh, you know, a, a five foot bronze sculpture, six foot bronze sculpture would come with a lot of logistics exactly. just to transport it to a collector. Yeah, and on it on an impulse, you could click that button, and boom, you have a uh, ten thousand dollar NFT, a thousand dollar NFT. Um, so it's pretty impulsive and uh, convenient for collecting. Totally. So, yeah. so how did it how did it all start with you? Let's go back to the beginning. You 
become an artist, right? How does that start? How, where are you from? All of this good shit. Okay. So um, for starters, uh, thank you for having me on. You mentioned it's a music podcast. I, I love music. And uh, I think uh, all artists deserve respect. And, um, you know, your talent, uh, you know, I, I definitely respect that in that aspect. Um, NFTs allow for uh, digital artists to now have a medium mm-hmm. where they could, uh, you know, get some recognition for their artwork. Yeah. Um, beforehand, it wasn't a possibility. Um, in 2019, Marcel Katz uh, threw a huge event during Art Basel called uh, the Art Plug Powerhouse. Yeah. And at the Art Plug uh, Powerhouse, I displayed a, a six-foot aluminum sculpture. So the logistics of that, it was in a huge crate that was eight feet by eight feet. I had to have a truck uh, transport it, um, you know, from New Jersey all the way to Florida. We had a forklift take it off and, you know, around six men just to put it in place. <laughs> Um, he told me about correct. that. He did tell me about that. And uh, at the same time, you know, I met some artists who uh, they did digital artwork and I uh, smoked with them, vibed with them. But um, the glitch and uh, Chad Knight and uh, they had the artwork, um, you know, being projected onto the building. Yeah. Um, so that, that was way before people were really talking about mm-hmm. NFTs. So Marcel, I don't even know if he was talking NFTs, but at that point he saw that, uh, that medium, he recognized it and he gave it recognition. Um, he was even asking me at that point if I could uh, help him coach him on how to make sculptures for some of those artists. Yeah. And uh, take a look now, 2022, some of them have really uh, blown up um, in this digital space. Uh, I'm a fan of NFTs uh, altogether. It has nothing to do with my project, but, uh, you know, as an as a artist collector, um, I love this new medium. So is that how you started by getting into into sculpturing? Is that was that your kind of like lead into art or how how did that start? So um <clears throat> I guess art was always a, a part of my life. My grandfather was an artist. Um he didn't have a lot of money, so my whole mother's side uh there was no money there <laughs> and um as a kid, uh, I, I wanted, you know, something different and wanted to uh, do better for my children. And yeah. uh, I, I didn't I didn't think of picking up art. And, uh, you know, even uh, at the age of 18, I had a Technique 1200s. And yeah. uh, I think I even had a Newmark mixer, if I'm yeah. remembering things. Yeah, uh, you're right. <laughs> and I had the headphones, maybe the MDX 700s. Okay. Classic. Uh, years ago, years ago. And... Um, I ended up, uh, and I also uh, stunt rode uh, motorcycles at that time. I, I ended up getting locked up, and uh, I needed to uh, change my life when I came out. Um, and I uh, got involved in business. I, I, I opened up a whole bunch of businesses, and that's where I learned how to uh, fabricate. Yeah, I learned how to cast, and uh, you know, just on that aspect, uh, doing it for other people, helping mm. them with their their designs, and fabricating what needed to be fabricated. Um, I, I ended up having, uh, you know, some uh, health issues uh, or, or when I was 30, some 37 now going on 38. Yeah. And uh, it, it really got me to uh, reflect on my life. At, okay. at that point, you know, social media was big. I love music. I was always out drinking, partying, yeah. you know, taking my cars to, to rallies, stuff like that, posting watches. And, you know, I was getting an engagement just for that. And, uh, you know, I, I decided I wanted something different. And, yeah. uh, 
I started painting and I said, if I could uh, spread positive messages, just uplift people, mm. um, ins- inspire all those things, then it's worth it. And uh, I didn't think it would uh, evolve into what it became. Yeah. You know, I, I, I sold off some of my businesses and I uh, told myself, you know, with this time, I'm, I'm going to create art. And uh, it's just me working with either, you know, uh, a material, a canvas, and I don't have employees. I don't have a huge team. Well, th- this collection definitely changed a lot of that. Yeah. But um, I enjoyed it, you know, from from 2015, I've, I've, I've been creating. So uh, I created a whole bunch of different characters. And then mm. I took uh, one character that was based off a, a, a pipple that I have. Yeah. Um, she was a rescue and uh, it's, it's, it's a female pipple. And I drew a side profile and uh, I said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to work with this. I made a, a three a 3D file and I just kept evolving from there. Yeah. I said, I'm going to create I'm going to create a whole series and uh I had the understanding to uh, fabricate and make things. Mm-hmm. It just takes time, dedication, totally. money, and, and 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 those things. So I sold uh, a lot of canvases in the beginning. I, I was making all the sculptures myself. I said, if this business could pay for itself, you yeah. know, th- th- this is amazing. And uh, I produced the sculptures uh, myself in the beginning, and I chose uh, 3D printing um, I guess I'm a geek for uh, technology and uh, I, I was fascinated by the 3D printing and I had at one point 12 to 15 printers Jesus. running at one point. Yes. And I and I utilized my uh, social media platforms at that point and it was Snapchat and uh, Instagram to just showcase my art and, yeah. you know, whoever was there for watches, girls, parties, um, you know, if they wanted to stay, they were able to stay. And then I... <laughs> I I built from there, but um, yeah, it's been an amazing journey. And uh, for, for me, NFTs, so coming from the, the, the business world and selling off some businesses, um, in 2015, I was already engaging in cryptocurrency. Yeah, um, It was a way for me to uh, hopefully make a little extra income, you know, every single year just by trading the currency. Yeah. Um, I understood that, you know, I, I was a believer. So to have proof back then, I, I couldn't have it. But I was accepting crypto uh, payments. I was also, you know, investing uh, some of my money in crypto. And to make a collection kind of was a no brainer. It was a matter of when and how. Um, and yeah, that's that's where I am today. Today, I have a uh, NFT uh, PFP collection. Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, it was something different. And I guess that's what the drive was, um, definitely a logistical challenge, but I'm, I'm actually up to date with everything for, uh, the, the, the collector's club. I'm waiting on the next batch of, uh, prints to come in so I can sign it. Mm-hmm. So I get, I get like OCD and if I have things to do, I'll just work, just work, get it work done. Till, till I get things done. But, um, you know, writing, you know, my signature and putting the mint number on the prints, you know, that's why I'm doing it, you know, to, yeah. to create that history, to have that digital and the physical uh, connection and uh, being able to, uh, you know, share it and share it with the community. It's it's definitely been an awesome journey. So. Yeah, so this, I want to kind of go back a little bit and I want to talk about where when you kind of first was like, okay, I need to now make an NFT collection and then the kind of the process of how you wanted to be a little bit different to what every other NFT collection is out, was out there doing. Um, because the four, five, six club is like definitely 
you're you're doing different things um to what most nft places or most nft collectives are doing um so what was the kind of process behind that to start out like how did you when when did you get to the point where you started that um and and was like this is what we need to do so uh for starters i just uh got an incoming call from ourselves uh if he if he ends up watching it that's why i hit us this is this isn't live so i'm gonna text him going i'm gonna text him now so oh he's calling again (laughs) yeah shoot him a text the podcast with zevi stop calling him That's funny. He just he just sent me a text. So thank you, thank you for responding. Since I'm using my phone. Um. Yeah. So how how did how did or when when was it like? I this is what I want to do as a collection. This is how I want to do it. And what was the process be, be behind starting it and then kind of getting to where you're at? So the the process was for me. Uh, I created a whole imaginary series so for me it's all in my head i got everything uh you know laid out there's um you know from a jewelry district to fashion district to uh you know music uh industry and so much in in, in four five six land i actually uh created over 10 different uh, musical characters yeah uh, i've used uh, one of them or two of them you know maybe on apparel um and i have released one or two sculptures with a with a violin mm. um so music obviously is is a part of four five six line. There's so much part of four five six line. So ultimately, in the physical world, so Marcel, I I did a show with him. Let's say 2018, um, yeah. our Palm Beach. It was in our fear, and I uh, and I displayed a 20 foot tall um, inflatable uh, artwork of mm-hmm. a character uh, that holds two money bags. Yeah. Now that character that holds two money bags, like I was kind of, uh, you know, when, when creating it, I wanted to poke fun at everyone's obsession with money. You see two money bags, everyone is looking, but yeah. here we have a positive spin and it talks about giving back. There's yeah. nothing wrong with, uh, you know, being comfortable, but don't forget about the other humans who are uh, less mm. fortunate. And for me, that's an important message. That's important to me. Now I didn't uh, put that in my collection because I thought that was a cheesy way to promote a collection, but I do believe it, you know, strongly in giving back, especially, you know, where I came from and, uh, you know, wh- where I am today. So it's something important to me. Now you could get lost with, uh, with, with that character and, and the sculptures I made of that character sold right away. Mm. Um, and you know, I even sold a, a seven foot aluminum one, uh, recently that was well over, you know, a hundred thousand dollars. So, so and, hang on, you're skipping over these things. Like it's just like normal, no, but like, so like who the fuck buys a seven foot aluminum or aluminum as you Americans say, um, sculpture and puts it in their house so uh, a success a successful uh real estate uh guy he, yeah he uh, has a, has a pretty big portfolio and uh he owns a couple houses and uh, when, when we first spoke about it you know is it going to go to wisconsin is mm. it going to stay in new jersey um it stayed in new jersey in Amazing. his uh, second home and uh, that, that that was convenient for me. I didn't have to, you know, frame a whole crate. But yeah, that's uh, people that that could afford, you know, a work of art. That's a one on one. They're able to hold it. So does does how does this work? And 
please please forgive me because I I don't understand I don't know this world at all I don't know the world that you're in so I'm probably going to be asking stupid questions but I think people no. listening will probably probably be interested in it so let's say for instance I in that case the seven foot sculpture do they does somebody come to you and commission that or do you make that and then put it on the market so that sculpture I, I made and I wanted to uh, put on the market and uh, with COVID and everything, I never got to display that particular sculpture in person. Yeah. Um, just those who made it to my studio. Mm. It, it, it was in my studio for a good two years. Mm. Um, I, I had a, a friend collector reach out to me. They wanted to uh, borrow it for an event. And I'm like, that's a bit crazy. But uh, the individual did me a favor a couple months back. Like we're, we're good friends. So yeah. I'm like, you know what? He's hosting an event. He has a beautiful home. It was yeah. a charity event. I'm like, it's a bit odd. Like, who's really taking it? But you know what? It's about giving back the sculpture. Totally. And he kind of, t- he kind of told me he'll probably sell it at the event. Then I kind of shrugged it off. I'm like, as long as you covered a bill, I need five men to move it. You know, mm. back and forth, display it correctly. And uh, it did sell uh, at that event. Um, they, they did raise a lot of money at that event. Then the conversation started, so it didn't sell that night. Yeah. I think I think I received the wire about a week later. Amazing. Um, and then it was delivered, you know, a couple couple days Amazing. after I received the wire. So um, I, I brought up that particular sculpture because you asked how I, you know, the connection of the NFTs. And mm. I wanted to uh, point out that in 2018 or 2019, I created a, a short animated uh, video that was a little under two minutes that spoke about giving back. So you mm. see the character walking down the street, passes the food kitchen, the food kitchen's running out of food, drops down the money bags, and then, uh, you know, arranges that <clears throat> the kitchen's not going to go uh, empty again. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, NFTs allow for, for me to express a message through my artwork that I wasn't able to do through a painting yeah. and through a, a actual sculpture. So when, when I create a painting, a lot could be um, interpreted by the viewer. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. And that, that's part of art, you know, having that connection, having people engage and, and talk about it. So that's all part of art. But being able to uh, deliver a message for me was important. So yeah. being able to uh, um, create artworks that are you know, um, short animated clips for me, it was a, a, a no brainer. And that was the first thing I did with the NFT space. So how did you learn animation or do you have somebody else to animate for you? So I had somebody else uh, animate for me. The The first um, clip that I made, I, I did the, the voices. Mm-hmm. So I went into a studio myself. Um, other than that, uh, the animation i you know wrote out a, a script and then yeah. i worked with uh, individuals to create it that's amazing and i guess this is the thing with let's say for instance going from making the seven foot sculpture what's compared comparing that to nft on how many people work on the nft project compared to your like physical art is it the same amount of people that are working on it or is the physical art more so just you and the nft is like you have a whole crew of people working on that how does that work so it all depends um with the physical work there's a lot of stuff i like to still do with my uh two hands yeah. and uh right, right now i'm not accepting commissions because uh the the, the painting i'm hoping to uh, finish within the next week 
the client's been waiting uh, about 16 months. Um, and, uh, you know, <laughs> Such artists. I love that. Correct. And uh, I'm constantly uh, in, in touch with him. I feel bad. He, he did wait that long, but it's a very large piece. It's six feet by four feet. Wow. I'm just about done, and I don't want that rush mentality mm. in, in my head. So all that I'm doing myself, but I do know in the future I'm going to have to expand. Um, with digital artwork, it is a big team that you need. Um, it's a whole bunch of different aspects. I don't think there's a comparable um, because... You know, to, to create a, a seven-foot uh, metal piece, you know, it's made in a whole bunch of different parts. Mm. It needs to be welded. You could have, you know, multiple people uh, working on multiple parts. And then there's, you know, the traditional uh, normal pace that if I, uh, you know, work with a foundry, it's going to take me a year. Yeah. So, you know, people could work uh, overtime. And with the NFT space, I'm seeing a lot of overtime um, put in mm. um, for, versus the the real world. Every You know, it's so new. Everyone's still learning. We're yeah. constantly adjusting. Yeah. We're, we're constantly improving. Um, for me, I did the collection out of my studio. I did not open uh, another LLC. So, uh, you know, if anything uh, fails, it's me. It's my art career. Yeah. Um, I, I I chose to do it out of my studio because for me, this is another project that's coming out of my studio. Yeah. Um, so in the future, um, I'm, I'm, you know, hoping to move my studio into a new space soon. I do plan on, you know, bringing in an employee to, to just help out with, uh, with paperwork and yeah. possibly, you know, assist in, in other things that are needed. So it's a team. It takes a village for, for either. It takes right. a village to, uh, to, to make a large-scale aluminum piece, and it takes a village to put together a collection. Mm, for sure, man, for sure. What do you prefer doing, NFT or or physical? I like to paint, but I like more of a concept than, than actual anything. So to deliver the message, to deliver the message of, of mm. four, five, six land, to put it out there in the world and... Uh, um, I think the NFTs are allowing me to reach different people that I, you know, never would have reached before. It's possible if Marcel told you a price point of my artwork, you would have looked the other way. Yeah. Um, but, but with the NFTs, it allowed a lot of other people to uh, to engage with my artwork. And uh, it was exclusive for a long time, not because people aren't invited. I just made a very small amount. Mm. And, uh, you know, the, the price point, the start was typically around 10000 Yeah. Um, so yeah, for me, it was, uh, gaining the reach. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of technology. I'm yeah. a fan of a new medium. Um, I think people are sleeping if they don't recognize this new medium. Mm. Um, I think, you know, so many NFT projects are out there. If I didn't have the business experience, um, to take with me into the project, um, I think I would have been uh, drowning at this point, but, um, I, I understand with every business and, you know, anything great that you want to do, it could take time and yeah. it could take, you know, a lot of endurance uh, get, getting to that point. But I'm here. I'm, I'm up for the challenge and cool. uh, I can I continue moving every day. So something that I want to ask um, about, like pricing out a physical piece of art that you guys do, um, like you mentioned, art, art is... Art's a necessity in everyone's life, right? I, I believe we all need art in some way, shape or form, whether that's a painting, whether that's music, whether that's food, some, however that is, I believe that we all kind of love art in a certain way. Um, 
And in the high, the fine art, the high end art, there's a lot of fucking money. And it does alienate people out of that, which I want to kind of get into the NFT realm after this because that's where it kind of opens up doors for people. But I, ha- like, I this is just purely just me being naive and not knowing, but how do you... you you make a statue and you're like, okay, this is going to be a hundred grand. This is going to be 200 grand. Is there like, is there a reason behind that pricing apart from your hours? Or is there like, is it, you set it high to kind of give, give it higher value for, for, to kind of make more hype on you. How does that work? So, um, Art's definitely, uh, you know, people study art mm-hmm. and they, they, they spend time studying art. So nothing is really a, a, a simple answer. When I started to uh, sell my artwork, I, I, I did Google it. I like to uh, Google a lot of things, even before the podcast. You know, we've uh, I, I, I think I've engaged with you in, on Instagram yeah. and Discord, um, but I still even Googled and uh I'm not sure if I Google something wrong, but it says you were born in St. Louis, but you have a British accent. So yeah, that's very I'm, wrong. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so uh, I, I I did some homework on how to uh, gauge pricing. What what would be an industry standard? And I think at that mm. point they said what I read for paintings were uh, three times your cost and uh, something for for your time. And I think my first canvases I sold for five hundred bucks. Yeah. I went with, with that mentality. And uh, when I was 3D printing sculptures, my costs weren't that expensive, but I sold uh, sculptures anywhere from 1000 to, uh, you know, 3500 4500 And then uh, at a certain point, it got up to, to $10,000. And then it, it, it kind of went into, uh, what does it take to make it? Um, yeah. To make a, a large-scale aluminum sculpture, it could cost uh, you know tens and tens of thousands of dollars. Totally. Um, the, the the one that we were uh, referencing uh, cost me seventy thousand to make, and it was just a whole long process of of how to make it. First, I needed to uh, make a prototype. Yeah. Once I made once I made a prototype, I needed to get the prototype perfect and ready to cast and drop off you know, at the foundry. So either I needed to uh, get a truck involved to, to, to deliver it. Um, I do have a, a sports car and I also have a Tahoe, a, a larger SUV. Uh, <laughs> so I could put as much as I can in there. I don't want to drive around the white van at the moment. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, there, there's a transport of it. And once it goes there, it gets chopped up that, that prototype and it, you know, goes into the casting phase. I need to make a mold. Um, so the first one for, for every single sculpture is a mold. And it depends how many you're making. If you're making uh, 10 or 15, the cost of the mold and the prototype gets absorbed very, very differently. Mm. But when you're when you're making a one-on-one or you're making a one-on-three, that cost gets involved. And um, I think overall, you know, the, 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 the money I'm paid for my time, even at a high rate, isn't necessarily a, a dream pay job you know that yeah. that other people could could think of um i have a painting that i was back and forth if i wanted to uh you know sell it off two interested interested people in it um for around thirty thousand dollars and uh i i spent the whole year painting that painting yeah so even though the the, the number could sound extreme it was a whole year and uh, a, a lot went into it and if i broke down the hours it may not be that much per hour and i'm choosing to hold them maybe i could ask more uh you know 
at a different point. But now when I say 30,000, nobody jumps uh, off, you know, nobody, nobody jumps off their chair and the conversation continues. Um, it's part of a series I'm in the middle of working on. And that's why I haven't been, uh, you know, eager to, uh, to, to sell that artwork. So that's how I personally uh, gauge it. Yeah. How much time w- went into it. And it's also, uh, you know, it has to do with uh, how many are left. What's the availability of yeah. it? Yeah. So this is the thing that I love about like art in general, because it's very different in music. Music is you work however long on your record and then it gets released and then people can listen, especially nowadays, people can listen to it practically for free. And my, my kind of, description of how music is is released nowadays is a free art gallery and you can go and take as much of the art out as you want and put it in your back pocket and not pay for it so so in one regard i don't mind putting the sculpture in the public and letting everyone come take take pictures of it i don't need the actual cash that someone's paying to to enjoy and to uh you know, have that positive vibe or the mm. good vibe throughout their day just by being around the sculpture. Um, but, you know, just like music, who owns the rights to that music and who owns that actual sculpture that people are, you know, having emotions about good, good emotions, good vibes that are coming through that. So, you know, it, it are, it, it, it's really supply and demand. If it gets to the point where uh, the demand is higher than the supply, that continuously raises the price. Yeah. And just like just like NFTs, um, for our, you know, it's it's probably a controversial topic of why this person's going, but there is some manipulation with our just like the NFT market. You could take some. Um, I, I believe they call it chandelier bidding. Mm-hmm. And most auction houses have been caught chandelier bidding, so um, it's, it's not something new. Uh, manipulation could happen anywhere. I try to take a very organic approach with everything on me. Uh, you know, just like you asked me before we got on, I'm an open book. Um, it's what I believe in. Uh, I have nothing to hide, and uh, I believe in art. I believe uh, you know that people should express their talents, mm. um, and I think uh, you know it, it doesn't just have to be one. Like my son, I have a, I have a three and a half year old son. He loves the paint. He loves the color. Um, he also loves music. I sing to him every single night. So, Amazing. you know, they're correct. So that it, it, it could be multiple, uh, you know, forms of art, you yeah. know, that, that people can engage in. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. I just think in, in the, the fine art world, it, there's a stigmatism to it. And this is maybe just my opinion or, or from what I see in the, in the past is that, I don't think people realize how much time it takes to make one piece. And and a lot of what people see is just the end the end the end price. Um in in your situation let's use just what we've been talking about that that product the um the sculpture it sold for $100,000 but it cost you 70,000 and then out of that profit you still have to pay taxes you still have to do all of the good stuff as well and a year's worth of work you've just made 30 grand which realistically isn't that much money when something's 100 costs 100,000 but i think what people only see is that end price and don't realize everything it's the same it's the same in in our industry 
somebody might earn ten thousand dollars to do a show they don't you out of that you then don't realize how much of that ten thousand dollars actually goes to the artist it's barely anything because people get paid and there's percentages and taxes and then also you have all of that time perfecting your craft to get to where you're at Correct. So yeah, with sculptures, it, it, it is a bit tricky. Um, even with canvases, the amount of time that, that could go into a canvas. And it's not as glamorous the process. No. The, the final product is what's glamorous. You know, seeing uh, somebody wake up day in, day out, just sitting there painting, you know, over mm. and over and over on the same spot, you know. So I, I'm OCD with what I create and what I put out there. Um, I even uh, went through... Uh, a lot of the artwork, and that's what I have in front of me um, at the moment. But um, this is a list even from the collection. It's just a whole bunch of different numbers where I'm going to be doing touch-ups. This is my final round of touch-ups on this collection. Yeah. But it, it takes a lot of time. And going through 4,560 different pieces of uh, artwork, <laughs> it's intense. It's extremely intense. And I, I did that this week. Um, I went through it more than once, and now I'm going through uh, what was minted, and that's this final sheet. So after we get off, I'm going to go through it's 1,282, and I already started with it. I just uh, wanted to confirm, you know, everything. And uh, for me, I, I yeah, it's about what I put out there, so it lives for the next generation. And, you know, the the fine art and that society uh, could could have its hierarchies, mm. and um Art's a very, very powerful thing, and it gets documented and uh, preserved for the future. And uh, typically, when people understand that this artwork will be preserved, that's when the the chase goes on, where every single collector is hunting for that particular artist, and it drives the prices to, uh, you know, an insane level very, very quickly sometimes. And, uh, you know, congratulations to those artists at that point. You know, they're getting the the full recognition and, and getting paid for it. But I don't believe you create for the money you create for the passion and then the money follows through and i assume by music it's the same thing it's exactly the same thing how it's like how many years did you have to grind to get to a point where you can actually sell your art and and also you you can sell your art but sell your art for a living and it takes so long for for anyone to get there Correct, correct. And I still remember the first time I sold the sculpture for ten thousand, and then mm. for forty thousand, and then for fifty thousand. It's yeah, it, it it takes its time, but but if that's not the the sole motivation, um, every everything comes. You gotta you know work off your passion, and that's what this this collection is for me. It's my passion for art and the technology. It's a very inviting uh, collection at this point. When when I sell it, you know the goal is. Uh, you know, for the collection to sell out and for, uh, you know, the price of an NFT mm. to continuously go up. But for me, I set one price, which is at the, the primary market, and it's to uh, be able to engage and, and share with everyone. And uh, all the production is underway at the moment. Mm. Um, so, so the art prints uh, are in production. So, and, so uh, let's, let's, let's roll back because a lot of people don't know about the collection. So I want to kind of go back to what, is the NFT, what was your kind of concept between doing an NFT and physical? So how did that start? And and what was the, the kind of, okay, this is what I want to do? 
So as an artist that that traditionally creates small editions, so it's it, it's very interesting and it it moves very very quick. So when I started with the NFTs, um, I uh, did a show in Philadelphia in June of uh, last year where I had a couple short clip animations that were for sale with physical artwork displayed at the same time, and it was the first um physical digital uh, art gallery in Philadelphia at that time so that that connection happened uh you know in the summer of last year um PFPs are collections that really took over uh, the digital space the NFT space and uh I think it's our culture that kind of pushed it so so just what does, like everyone what does else PFP mean <clears throat> so PFP stands for profile picture okay um, so I'm, you know, I, I don't know why it needed a uh, three letters, but a PFP collection stands for a profile picture. So the way Instagram, Twitter, and all the, mm-hmm. the platforms, they have it to where we have an icon with the picture. Yeah. So, so our social uh, connections kind of force these profile picture concepts. Yeah. And uh, the board ape is, uh, you know, a very popular, well-known uh, PFP collection, and that's why people use it for their profile pictures. Yeah. So. After doing uh, the limited uh, animated clips that that I dropped, I also did another collection with uh, Maker's Place November 2nd of last year. Um, I wanted to uh, do something different. And and, and this is, you know, the the question that that you're asking, how did I come up with this? I didn't want to just do another profile, you know, picture collection. I wanted to document the times. Art is all about, you know, documentation. And we're living in a times where these collections were at a uh, all-time high as far as recognition goes. And never in my life did I think I would, uh, you know, create one artwork with so many different attributes where, uh, you know, one could have a hat this way, a hat this way. And it's all the same thing, but they're all unique one-on-ones. And I, I think about the future and I think about 30 years from today when you have you know, uh, our print that's hand signed and has your mid number, it's on your wall and it's Mm. holding, you know, a spinner hat, something you typically wouldn't see. And it would take you back to the time of uh, the generative collections, the PFP generative collections. So for me, this is uh, the ultimate art. Mm. And um, I knew I had a challenge uh, ahead of me. Um, I needed to charge a higher price point to make everything a reality. Um, it wasn't cheap. I, uh, you know, the production for the art figures are underway as well. And I needed to uh, give a deposit of uh, 50% just to get started. Yeah. Uh, and, and that deposit has been given. And uh, just the way I structured, uh, you know, the money that that came in, I made sure that everything was uh, deliverable and I was able to uh, honor my commitment. And by honoring it, you know, this is uh, the art project that I envisioned. And I feel like, the collector needs to have it already, and uh, we're so close to the redemption uh, point. But like I said, I'm still waiting for for more prints. Uh, but the prints are going to be the the first the physical asset that you're going to be able to redeem with the NFTs. So yeah. that's what makes it different. Um, the fact that it it's uh, the the fact that it's a uh, you know profile picture uh, collection with physical backed assets. Nice. So you said it wasn't live. Can you give me one minute? Yeah, of course, man. Of course. Sorry about that. I had somebody uh, stop by. No worries, man. It's fine. It's fine. Um, so I want to go into the redeeming so and the kind of process because I know a lot of people kind of that are listening to this probably don't even understand the NFT world. Um, so I'm trying to get as much detail so that they can kind of understand the project and what you did. So 
your idea was to create an NFT that then can be redeemed into physical art as well. So Correct. does that mean that somebody has still owns the NFT and they then go and have the opportunity to, to, to buy the one-on-one or they get that one-on-one with the NFT? How does that work? So uh, the NFT uh, continues to uh, be a key to future redeemables. Mm-hmm. So you would go on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, there would be a connection to your wallet. Yep. And uh, that application, that we're, the software that we're going to have on the website will be able to recognize which NFT you're holding. Mm-hmm. Um, you put your shipping information in there and you'll be able to redeem through there. Now, that same software is going to be able to tell if it was or if it wasn't redeemed and for what was redeemed. So the initial commitment was for an art print and an art figure. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's going to be more than one redeemable. It's yeah. not a, a one, one-time redemption. So the software that we're going to have on the website, um, we'll keep a database of what was and what wasn't redeemed. So y- you do keep the NFT. The NFT uh, serves as a certificate of authenticity and in 20 years from today, there is no better, uh, you know, yeah. certificate of, uh, of, of origins. It's really utilizing the, the technology and, uh, you know, the way it was really designed for mm-hmm. and uh, connecting it with the art. So um, you do keep the NFT. The NFT uh, grants you access to, uh, you know, live events and, uh, you know, future redeemables, whether it's in uh, the digital space, future drops, mm. um, future merch drops, uh, you know, stuff like that. Um, aside from uh, the collection, it's also a social experiment. Yeah. So community building is part of these collections because it's a it's, it's a large amount. So. You know, um, having the community, they'll, they'll definitely be uh, merch that's offered to the community before the public. So holding that NFT uh, will give you uh, continuous rewards. But, um, you know, once you claim the print, you're going to have that in the physical form. And then on the website, it's going to show that that NFT was redeemed. Yeah. Amazing. And when you redeem something, so you're doing statues and physical arts do you then have to buy them on top or is that just you you don't get that free with the nft so you get that free with nft actually do so the art print um you do get for free Mm. and the art figure you get for free as well so uh with the min price the the min price is 0.333 of an ethereum yeah um, a portion of that money was allocated right away for uh, production. And then there's also a raffle. You know, we, we've done some raffles. A small percentage was held aside for the raffles. Mm. Um, so everything uh, was was designed to be there for the community, not just, you know, grab money and run. Yeah. Um, and that's why, you know, everything is, uh, you know, underway, all the productions in order and, uh, you know, um, in the Discord, uh, if anyone listening uh, joins our Discord, um, you know, the community will welcome you in, but you'll hear uh, the constant updates. We also hold uh, social audio settings, um, and we're there just to, to give updates to uh, all the holders. So, yeah, the one NFT does, uh, does get you uh, the physical uh, art print as well as the art figure, and that's the work of art that you're really buying. Mm. And, uh, you know, what I believe and what I set out to create, you know, an amazing piece of artwork, um, you know, coming out of the studio, 
that engages with the current technology, engages with our current times and, you know, the interest of, uh, you know, what's popular today. So I, I felt like it was just the perfect uh, work of art that could be preserved for the future. No, and I think there's something that I really enjoy about this is because there's there's a lot of people kind of you know how it is and i'm sure you've kind of come across it an awful lot with when you start an nft project it's oh i i can go and buy that i can go just copy and paste that jpeg it's like it's not art and i think this is what i like about what you're doing is you're actually bringing the digital art into the physical world and there's I feel like this is kind of going to go more and more this way in the future anyway. Um, but I think, oh, definitely. It's, I think it's super definitely. special with what you guys are doing and creating a community in, in, okay, you buy the NFT and the NFT is the key to everything else of what we do for, for the project. And whether that's in another NFT, whether that's a physical art, whether that's something, I think that's really, really special. And also, the the price point for some people still might be expensive but 0.33 ethereum i don't know what that is nowadays because it changes but it's still very affordable for somebody that's not earning crazy amounts of money to be able to buy into some something really interesting and some really good art yeah and that was the goal to offer uh, the best price point now uh 0.333 of an ethereum fluctuated from 800 to uh, 1200 throughout the process but it it definitely uh you know grants a lower entry point um a lower price for people to to be able to become art collectors and uh be able to uh you know collect a piece of this art history so by combining all those together um, that's the art project and that's that's what you're getting and uh, people could right click and save a picture of an nft mm -hmm. but you can't right click and uh, save a redeemable so if yeah. you right click and save you're not going to be getting a print mm -hmm. um, you right click and save you're not going to be getting an art figure and if you right click and save you're not going to be uh you know you're not going to have the the ticket into the events and and future drops you know kind of like 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 you mentioned there will be uh, future collections and this will, will uh, you know, grant you the early access or a better price. Um, and yeah, there, there's so much that that is in store for the holders. You know, we're, we're talking about the, the redemption. So as it, uh, you know, rolls out, I think uh, everyone's going to be happy. Yeah. And that's what that's what really sets this collection apart from the other collections. You're actually uh, getting redeemables, yeah. you're getting rewards and uh you're buying into an art project. It's not just a, a project made by some developers. Um, I'm here, I'm engaging, and uh, yeah, the, this, the, you're buying into the community as well. So um, I, I you know, fully believe in it. And uh, for anyone that wants to check it out, it's www.456collectorsclub.com. Amazing, man. I love it. I love it. Um, how did you start the whole... Because uh, for anybody that doesn't know nft a lot of nft communication is based on twitter or discord or both how was the process of setting up the discord and kind of getting people actually into interacting on the discord because that's a that's a hard thing to do is to get people involved on that i'd say that's probably one of the hardest things that i see from from the outsets of the nft world 
Um, it's definitely work. It's definitely work. And uh, building an organic Discord, there's a lot of gimmicks, a lot of bots you could get. And typically when you see a Discord has 250,000 in a week, you know exactly where, where those uh, followers came from. Um, so I, we, we, just the organic approach, you know, I go in there when I can to engage. It's just a chat room. So just yeah. like a WhatsApp chat, um, it, it's no different. I think we all have a couple minutes we, we could hop in and then uh, there, there are moderators. So yeah. there, there are moderators that are hired just to, uh, you know, help with Discord. You know, if something, uh, someone's being abusive, you know, in there to uh, mute them. Yeah. Um, this way it's fully watched 24 seven. And as far as myself, I, I hop in when I can to engage personally mm. and, uh, the community is super strong. So, uh, you know, the community hops in and engages as well. And, you know, you definitely need that support and, uh, that support, you know, is, is very helpful to say the least. Yeah. I, I like it in there. I, I don't spend all my time in there, but I jump in when I can. And it's, it's a really nice crew of people. It's, for me, it's it's really important because compared to a lot of other NFT projects, it seems it's there's definitely smaller numbers, but it's not it's quality over quantity. And for me, that that's what I'm looking for generally is to have a group of people that all are like super respectful of each other, but also just are in it for the same thing. And there's a lot of NFT projects that aren't and a lot of it just seems like a lot of people just trying to make a, a bunch of cash and in 456 Collectors Club, it's, it seems a lot more authentic and, and kind of togetherness of a community. It's all about humanity and, uh, you know, good vibes and uh, the Discord definitely represents that. And yeah, it's, it's all about the community. There are community members who are not mods who uh, sometimes do a better job than mods. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and they're they're eager to onboard anyone that hops in with, with a question. And, uh, you know, that's real. That's, that's organic. And yeah. uh, as we continue to, uh, you know, sell the collection and build up the community, um, that's the goal to keep it, you know, the way you're seeing it now, just, just full of positivity. We're all different people, totally. but there needs to be that uh, mutual respect. And and that's what 456 Lions is all about and the collector's club. So. I think it's amazing because it's it's allowing, and the NFT space is allowing so many more people the ability to be buying art. And I think for me, that's the really special thing is that it just actually opens the world to it makes the world smaller as in more people can get involved and the communities kind of more communities grow out of that um with regards to the statues that you're making for the nft project the redeemables how are you making them so I made the first uh, prototype a couple of years ago. Um, it took me some time to finish it. So it was a work in progress for about three years. And uh, um, that's what I use as the prototype and the images that I posted up. And um, I, I linked up with Toy Cube mm-hmm. and that's who I hired for the production. Yeah. Um, and, and like I mentioned, the deposit was given um, and the productions for the whole run. Four, five, six, zero. Some colors are much more limited than others. Yeah. Um, some are two hundred or less. 
Um, some are, you know, 300, 400. So it's broken down between 10 different colors. Um, it's about a, a three-month process. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I have to uh, accept the shipping and the logistics of everything, getting it out to, uh, to people. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's in progress. I, I brought Marcel uh, into the project to help me with the things like that. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he actually made the connection with the Toy Cube, with the, the founder of Toy Cube. And that's who I uh, went in contract with. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I, I you know, started engaging with him very early on. I didn't want to just chance uh, working with a random uh, you know, manufacturer. I wanted yeah. to work with somebody that had a lot of experience. I don't have to doubt their quality. I've mm-hmm. bought in you know, some of their artworks uh, in, in the past from other artists, and uh, I'm comfortable for them. So this is my first larger uh, production. And uh, it was a no-brainer. I wasn't shopping for the best price. I was shopping for, you know, a fair price yeah. um, with, with the best quality that would represent my art. So, um, yeah, to- Toy Cube is the manufacturer for this collection. That's cool. I love that. I love that. Um, how do people get involved and how do people buy an NFT if they want to get involved with, with the project? So you need to have an NFT wallet. Once you have an NFT wallet, Ethereum is the token to uh, purchase the NFT on. Um, and the reason Ethereum is the token is because these NFTs are created on the Ethereum blockchain mm-hmm. and they live on the Ethereum blockchain. So if you have a wallet where you could purchase an NFT, um, it's going to be uh, living on the Ethereum blockchain, but your wallet's going to be used uh, to, to show it because it's able to uh, show what's on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to uh, the website, um, www.456collectorsclub.com, and you hit Mint. It's simple like that. And definitely once you uh, purchase one, hop into our Discord, verify yourself as a holder and, and engage with the community. It's a, it's a great community full of awesome people. And uh, every, you know, th- there'll be community members eager to uh, onboard you if you have any questions. And uh, a lot's on the website. A lot of information is there. Also the socials on Instagram, Twitter. Um, every everything's there in the link trees or uh, you know in in the bios. Uh, if you want to learn more about me about the project, it's all out there. And um, even if you uh, don't purchase NFT, feel free to hop into Discord if you have questions or show up to Twitter Spaces or a Clubhouse. Um, but yeah, we're we're an inviting community, um, and it's a collection of four thousand five hundred sixty. So once they mint out. The only way to purchase one will be from the secondary market. Mm. So, if somebody was like, "Okay, they're on your op- open," is it is it on the OpenSea? It is on OpenSea, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so OpenSea is uh, the secondary market. Yep. So, if somebody goes onto OpenSea and is like, "I want this one," I don't. I, there's like a specific one somebody wants. They have to then go and buy from OpenSea, correct? That is correct, because if you mint from uh, from the website, it will be blind, Yeah, and you'll, you'll only uh, see the reveal, um, you know, after you purchase, but you have a chance to uh, get a, a rare NFT. There are 70, uh, you know, extremely rare NFTs, mm-hmm. um, but aside from that, if you want a specific one, you do have to buy in the secondary market, and I think that's why there have been sales on the secondary market, 
otherwise, you know, if they could buy it a bit cheaper, why are they paying, you know? Um, so, yeah, the secondary market has its uh, advantages totally. if you do want a specific one. Totally. How do you pick... This this is some ins- insider information that I don't have a fucking clue about. But when you're when you mint on your website, who chooses who gets who? Software. Software. That's cool. And there's actually a name to the software um, because I did a, do a little homework on it. I wanted to make sure that um, I was comfortable with what the developers were doing. So yeah, yeah it, it's, it's all software that generates. And I spoke to them about a, a you know early stages of a, another contract for uh, the four five six collectors mm-hmm. club, and we were uh, you know talking about that. And uh, yeah, it's it's all uh, it's all part of the the, the the smart contract. So they were telling me that that they uh, designed a completely different new uh, generators on a new contract. Mm-hmm. It's going to be generated a bit different, but. Yeah, it's, it's generated through software and that's, you know, ha- how it gets out there. I love that. So how, what makes a 456 Collectors Club NFT rare compared to non-rare? So they're all rare. Um, mm. the, the the extremely rare ones will have, uh, you know, something very unique to it. Like um, we do have the ceremony collection. We have the all one color collection, which represents one color from the collection. Um, I collabed with uh, Trina. So I, I uh, created 10 with her inspiration. Um, so yeah, more, more, it was created to uh, stand out <clears throat> a completely different background and different uh, attributes that, you know, you're not going to see configured throughout the general collection. But in the general collection, there are so many uh, unique ones that are also extremely rare, extremely cool. That's cool, man. I can't remember which. <clears throat> I can't remember the number. The one I've got. Let me pull it up. I've got. Yeah, I'm very curious. I got three, three, three. Oh, that's an amazing number. I, I actually signed your print. I believe. Give me a second. <clears throat> yeah, three, three, three. The red one with the tuxedo and the diamond in his hand. you have one or you have two i've got one three 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 it's a very very cool number that you got yeah um yeah it's a really cool nft yeah so i'm i i've signed up to 400 so i your your prince in my studio that's that's must take a long time signing sign are you signing them and then putting the numbers on it as well yeah yeah, that's correct. Damn, that's yeah, that takes a lot of time. Yeah, and I've gotten them all signed, you know, everything that's been uh, in my studio. So I don't mind putting the work in, and mm. I'm just waiting for the next batch to come in just so, yeah, are I could get closer to the redemption. And are you getting those printed somewhere else as well? They're being printed in uh, Florida, yeah. in Miami, and then they're they're being shipped to me. And I, I did, uh, you know, engage with the local uh, print houses, mm. um, but I was very specific um, on a fine art print, and yeah. I had, you know, a lot of accommodations I needed, and uh, it, it, it worked with the publisher that I'm working with. Amazing, man. Amazing. Dude, we've just done an hour, and I think if we keep talking about NFTs, people are going to be a bit brain frazzled 
Yeah. Like I could talk all day to you about it and I'd love to like catch up in future and and talk about it because it it's it's something I love what you're doing it's it's really special. Um but let's get that website again before you we leave and how can people follow you on Instagram? So thank you for having me on and I look forward to uh chopping it up with you again for in sure, the future man. either on here or or off here and the website is um 456collectorsclub.com and uh, on open c it's uh, listed as the 456 collectors club official by zevi g my instagram handle is zevi g art um, my twitter is uh, zevi g see ya check out the socials the link tree uh the website will be in the bio and uh you know we're, we're welcoming everyone to the community and to take part of this uh, amazing art project. So thank you again for having me on. Thank you, everyone, for uh, tuning in. And it was a pleasure. Thanks for coming here. on, man. I really appreciate it. And um, hopefully hopefully, you'll catch up soon. Definitely. Peace, man. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming on. Please share it. Please send it to your friends. And um, please hit subscribe. Give us some comments. Enjoy. Keep safe.